This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith Weekly Devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link in this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode description. Bishop, your Four Faith devotion this week is an excerpt from Rob Bell's book, Everything is Spiritual. Want to share what motivated you to choose this for this week? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so so I've been reading Rob Bell just uh, in, in my own personal devotional life. It's, a, it's a, a very good book, I think. It's called Everything is Spiritual. Everything is Spiritual. So I was a, I'm sort of arrested by the title. Mm. And wanted to hear his argument. Um, I, I, I'm reading that, especially because I think that as I watch the conversation about God, that how it trends, people don't want to talk about religion. People want to talk about spirituality. And uh, I think people who are in one camp are writing off people in the other camp. And so I wanted to, to, to see where he was going. And uh, I, I think that the best of religion uh, that is that religion being that thing which binds us to the divine um, is is exactly the same as spirituality. So we're saying tomato, tomato to a, to a degree. But I was particularly struck by this excerpt where he was talking about form uh, not being the point, but form being the way, the trajectory uh, that we get to spirit. I think sometimes in a in a liturgical church, in a church like the Episcopal Church that has lots of rituals and practices, etc., sometimes it is easy to lose the the overarching goal uh, for the form. We can get caught up in the form um, and 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 miss the point, the substance. And so, so I, I just I always want to check in with us and with myself uh, around that. Uh, have we? Are we holding form too tight, right, to the neglect of substance? So I, I took the liberty of looking up the definition for people who aren't sure that the last statement he made, and first of all, I need to say this, I'm not taking exception with a book that I didn't read. <laughs> so I'm looking forward <laughs> to reading it because Good. that that title, Everything is Spiritual, I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Everything is indeed spiritual. I totally get behind that. Yet the very last sentence of your your the excerpt is, aren't we all mystics? And my answer is like, no, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> and not because we can't be, not because we can't be, but I feel like that's the invitation is, yeah. is to become a mystic. And so I'm really looking forward to reading it. But for those who want to know, a mystic um, defined by the New Oxford American Dictionary is a person who seeks by contemplation and self-surrender to obtain unity with or absorption into the deity or the absolute, or who believes in the spiritual apprehension of truths that are beyond the intellect. So to summarize, Hot a mystic dog. in my, right? Like, what <laughs> the hell does that mean? <laughs> so Bishop, what is a mystic to you? So, so I actually, so we're going to disagree on this one. So I actually, I actually <laughs> believe, I actually believe to be, to be a human is to be a mystic. Uh, I actually oh, believe to be a human being part of, part of the image of God uh, being stamped on all of us, being in all of us is, is that 
we are all mystics. And by, by that, I mean that, that, that part of our life is spiritual, right? Mm. And I, I do believe that we are, we are not human beings looking for spiritual experiences. I believe we are spirits having uh, human, experiences. human experience. I, I, I yeah. do believe that. So I think that's what makes us mystics. Now, if you want to talk about um, the fact that, that, that some of us are clearer and more reflective and more articulate about our mysticism, then sure. I mean, you know, not, not, you know, a lot of us play basketball, but not all of us are Michael Jordan or LeBron James, right? But all of us are basketball players. You see where I'm going with that? So I, I think, I think that, I think what the church in her best, on her best day is doing is trying to invite people. This is, this is your part, trying to invite people to be more aware of the fact that they are having a spiritual experience, uh, that, that that they are they are human, and to be human is a spiritual state of being. So, so I think he's on to something. I, what I like about Rob Bell's argument also is is that he's chipping down the wall a bit between you know professionalized spiritual people like me, the bishop, and you know the the, the guy or the gal who's driving the truck or or or, uh, or cleaning the house. Uh, or mowing the grass, right? So my experience of of people from lots of different stations in life is is that they are mystics as well. Some of the most most profound lessons that that I've ever gotten were from people who were who were not burdened by formal education. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. I mean, they, they, what what we used to call horse sense, um, and what we used to call. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? We call Wendell Berry. Uh, uh, you know, a, a great thinker of thoughts and a, yeah. and a, and a great and a great commender of, of spiritual isms, and and this is a guy who wants to invite us back to the land, and and to ask the rose bush, uh, you know, uh, some of our questions, or or to a- ask the apple tree, or the stream, or the circling hawk, right? So, so I think when you think about it that way, it, you know, we we all are uh, mystics. I I, I think that. Um, it's just to be aware that we are and, and just and just to be more articulate uh, about that. And, and really, it's an acknowledgement of power that's been that's our inheritance. Right. So so part of spirituality is is power connected to power. Um, what does Jesus do? I mean, Jesus exerts a power as he goes around his hometown and beyond, um, including casting out uh, standing for justice, enlarging the idea of neighbor. He's exerting power. They always ask him, where's your authority come from? You know, uh, how do you do these deeds of power, right? It's, it's because he, he knows like the currency that he's sort of, you know, trafficking in. And, and it's, he has a sense of his own spiritual authority. I mean, he, he says, he sends the devil, you know, fleeing, you know, out of the sense of his own uh, resolute spirituality. I know who God is and you're not God. So get out of here. Basically he tells the devil. So, so Rob Bell's thesis is, I think something that is easy for me to agree with. We are in fact mystics. I mean, grandma's mm-hmm. a mystic, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Grandma's a mystic. Grandpa in his own way is a mystic. I mean, come on. I mean, really. No, just, you sold me. You sold yeah, me. Man. So <laughs> if, if, if we take this out of this highfalutin conversation, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that that most of the folks listening here, if not all of the folks listening here and beyond, know a mystic. All right, they know so, a mystic. Yeah. so let's let's bring it down a little bit. Um, yep. I, I just the title alone, the goal, and the way that Rob Bell is talking about the form not being the goal. I think of. <laughs> 
I think of that episode of South Park. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the underpants gnome episode, and I'm not even sure if you watch South Park. uh, I I don't know. No, I don't know it. Yeah. So here's a very, a very brief recap. These gnomes are stealing (laughs) underpants. The whole South Park clan are wondering where the heck their underpants are going. And so they they do a stakeout and they end up following these little gnomes down to their like huge lair underneath the, the earth. And they see piles and piles of underpants and they finally confront the gnomes and they go, what are you doing? And the gnomes say, well, it's funny. They say, well, step one, steal the um underpants. Step two, and then you hear crickets and you see a big exclamation point. Step three, profit. (laughs) So lesson to story is what the heck is step two? So if the goal is communion or spirituality or experiencing God with spirit, what's the process? What's step two? Right. So, so, I mean, it is the form. I mean, this is, this is the hard part, right? This is the needle to be thread, right? It it is true to, to that, that spirituality um, the the uh, enhanced awareness of it can come through form, right? Um, and so it it matters uh, for some of us to kneel and pray. It matters for some of us to to walk early in the morning. These are forms. It it matters for some of us to say morning prayer. It matters for some of us to be at the same chair uh, in the same way. Uh, the same hour of the day and say the last prayers of the day, what we would call Compline. That's form, right? And so and so we do these forms because these forms take us to a place, um, a, a place of deep reflection where we can we can hear from, you know, as Howard Thurman used to say, speaking of mystics, Howard Thurman used to say the sound of the genuine. We can we can hear our own voice and we can hear the voice of the divine. Um, it, it takes us to that place where our shoulders can drop. Some people, it, for them, the form is yoga. Uh, some people, the form is is walking the beach. Some people, it's hiking the mountains, right? I mean, so the, the form is as numerous as we are, but spirit is the same. And so that, that place where, um, you know, our, our perspective is elevated, that place where we understand that we are, uh, in unity with all created things, um, that place where um, fear uh, is not our motivation, uh, that place where um, uh, we begin to heal and realize that um, that our wounds, while part of us, are not the center of us. Um, you know, that, that's, that's what form, that's where form delivers us to form delivers us to, um, a clarity about our, our role, our life, uh, in the energy, uh, in the universe that we call God. Um, and, and, and that's that form. And, and then that, those transcendent moments, what some people would call, is what gives us peace, right? Not a, an escapism kind of peace, not an ostrich in, you know, in the sand kind of peace, but a, a peace knowing that, yeah, evil is going to have its day, sin is going to have its day, division is going to have its day, but ultimately those things are temporal. And what is eternal 
is unity with all created things. What is eternal is love, the most durable substance in the universe, et cetera. So, so form ought to deliver us to those places, right? The form and, you know, uh, understood broadly. And those places ought to deliver us back to the world, uh, transformed to some degree. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. So Bishop, you said some, uh, not inflammatory, there was awesome things because I was getting excited <laughs> listening to you. And and while I was listening, I started thinking questions like, okay, well, if everything is spiritual, that means that my little Hail Mary um, that is just so flippantly done, not really thought of, I don't know about that. Is it really spiritual? Or is there an invitation in there? Is there a way that it could be, say, more spiritual or where where's the knowing is there a I, I don't know which which crazy old old philosopher if it was like plato or one of those old guys you know there was something about this head heart connection and i'm wondering if you have any thoughts on how to make this stuff more or more intentional i don't know well i i think you know i think you're onto something here i think that you and i could click off any kind of fine sounding words, right? But that doesn't mean we're we're occupying those words. We're present to those words. I mean, you know, part of being a human being is is that your mind and your behind don't have to be in line, right? I mean, you can be, you, you know, you you know, I have been at meetings in body, but been across town, right? What's that old soul song about your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other mm-hmm. side of town? Mm-hmm. I mean, we possess that ability, right? And so, and so, I think the invitation here is um, what would it and the forms help, right? To to get our mind and our behind in the same place. I think that's the beginning of a deeper connection to the words we pray. I always say to people, you know, if you want to read the Bible, here's the best way to read the Bible: read it slow, right? If you're sort of just reading for you know for pages, like you clicked off thirty pages or whatever. Well, that's okay. I'd much rather you, you, you know, you stop at the first sentence that you have to spend a week on. Right. I, I, I think, mm. I think that's what makes the difference is, you know, what are we, what were we told when we were kids? Chew your food. Right. And so I, I, I think, I, I think, you know, yeah, because you know, the truth of the matter is, is if you don't, right, it can, it can have digestive problems. Right. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the sort of the genius of, of how we've been built biologically. You, you know, every everybody has to do their work for the whole thing to work. And so I, I think that the forms are there to help us arrive at a place so that we can then be present. Right. We've all been in a room with our beloved, but we've not been there. Right. And then we've all had also experiences of being in the room with our beloved and, and he or she or, you know, have been the only one in the universe for that three minutes. And it has been sublime. Mm. Right. And so I, I think this is what we're talking. And so, and so what would it be like if, if you had a practice that got you in the room with your beloved more regularly? 
right? And 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 you were known, and and you you knew them, and they knew you, and you were there together. I mean, I think this is all. I mean, you know, God is talking about here. It's just, hey, come spend some time with me. Yeah. Come, come spend. Hear from me. Let me tell you who you are. You know, let, Fox or CNN or MSNBC are trying to tell you who you are. Let me tell you who you are. And and let me tell you who I am. God is saying, right? That you can rely on that. I mean, I, and so the mystics, those men and women that we would sort of point to, who have been the sort of uh, you know mystical athletes, if you will. Um, that's all they've ever said. Their messages are always very simple. They talk about trees and streams and poor people and lepers, right? They talk about you know John Muir talks about nature. And when he's, when he's struggling, he walks through a forest and all of a sudden he's whole and he knows he's connected to the, to the created order. Somehow he knows that the universe is, is, is made for good. So, so I think all of us can do that. I think you don't need a seminary education for that. Mm-mm. I think that the, the other side of the, the form is there's a danger. And the danger is, is that we can substitute the form um, you know, we can, we can make the form the goal, how pretty the form is, how pleasant the form is, how this or that the form is, and we can miss the goal. Um, I find it interesting in the church that we want to talk about form oftentimes more than God. I know that when I ask people to talk about the hierarchy of the church or uh, the hierarchy of the diocese, the, uh, the, the, the this or the that of the congregation, right, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a rushing river of, of energy and conversation. When I ask people who would like to talk about God today, you know, it, it falls silent. And, and so I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but it, it means something. Right. And so why is it that we can, we can describe, you know, the form with, with great passion and detail, but not talk about the one for whom the form is a Mm -hmm. conduit. Two, right? That's right. So, yeah. yeah so that worries with, me. Yeah. Yeah. That worries me. This, the only thing that's interesting about the church, the only thing that is interesting about the church is God. Period. Amen. And to the, to the extent that the church uh, bridges, invites, helps, nurtures, develops, equips people to traffic in and to know God and be known by God is its only usefulness. Other than That's that, right. sell, sell everything. Well, I've been thinking about the title, Everything is Spiritual. Um, I, that means that if we're all mystics, we all have spirit within, regardless of what we know or think or believe. And I'm reminded of the imagery of Avatar. Do you remember that movie, like the blue people? Remember, they would say to one another when greeting, they would say, I see you. I think that's what they said. I don't know. But to me, like whenever I would see that and hear that, I'd actually tear up a little bit because they saw the essence of the other in all things. And I just can't imagine what our world would be transformed or how it would be transformed if we can honor the spirit, the same spirit within us that is within others. I don't know. Any final thoughts for our time today? I think you said Bishop? it all. I think you said it all. I mean, what would it mean to see one another? What would it mean to see God clearer, mm. a bit clearer? 
and therefore, and then and then to see neighbor clearer. What would that mean? What would that mean for our pol- a political climate? What would that mean for the way we do money, share money? What would it mean for the way we do, you know, you pick the issue, right? And so it's funny, isn't it, that the most spiritual people, we might say spiritual people that we know are people who are, they don't have a lot of pretense. We, we call them what, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a- 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 accessible available, they're present, right? So I think, I think that there's, there's something, there's something there. And the good news is this, it, all of us have it bundled within us, right? You just, you just have to feed it. That's right. Well, Bishop, as always, I'm grateful for you. Thank you listeners to listening to four people with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, share this with others, and we'll be back with you next week. Thank you.